You know, they say that diamonds are a girl's best friend. But that really isn't true. The diamond itself isn't her best friend. The man who put it on her finger is. Oh, Still, we, we do get excited as a church family when someone flashes a newly received diamond on her finger, uh, as Mindy did several months ago. You know, when given in a proposal of marriage, a diamond becomes a symbol of something intended to last for a lifetime. And diamonds are selected for engagement rings because they are choice and precious stones. But Peter tells us of stones that are even more choice and precious. Stones that will last even longer than diamonds. And while we can't have one, we can become one. Peter did. Peter did. You may recall that when Peter confessed his faith in Christ, Jesus said, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, son of Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, a stone, and upon this rock, this large bedrock, I will build my church. Well, theologians have argued over that passage for centuries. Some believe that Peter himself is the rock upon which the church is built. Others insist the rock to which Jesus is referring is Peter's confession that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of the living God. It should come as no surprise to you that I believe the latter to be true. However, Jesus did change Simon's name to Peter or as we might call him, Rocky. And Peter did become a rock, a choice and precious stone in the kingdom. But as he makes clear in his first letter to us, that was because he had come to the one who is the precious stone. We're in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4. And coming to him as to a living stone, rejected by men, but choice and precious in the sight of God. We're just going to stop there. Now, if you were going to paint a picture of Jesus, you probably wouldn't paint him as a rock. But that's the picture that Peter paints. Jesus, he says, is a living stone. Now, not only is that an unexpected picture, it's also a strange one. You know, what in the world is a living stone? Many years ago, many of us had pet rocks. You remember them? You know, they, they, they weren't living. <laughs> That's why we had them. They were easy to care for. You didn't have to feed them or water them or clean up after them. They weren't living, though. Jesus, however, is a living stone. Now, the stone part really isn't that hard to understand. Prudential 
has been telling us for years that if we insure with them, what? We own a piece of the rock. Our future is secure. It's rock solid. We have nothing to worry about. Well, it's easy to see the parallel. Jesus is the bedrock of our lives. The foundation upon which we find security and stability. And when we stand on Him, we stand on solid ground. So picturing Jesus as a rock is really a good picture. In fact, it was a messianic picture that we find in the Old Testament. The Psalms and Isaiah both speak of the coming rock or stone which God would lay in Zion. A stone upon which some would build a secure future and over which others would stumble. Jesus is that stone. But he's more than just a stone. He's a living stone. He's alive. He's warm. He's a person. Stones are cold and hard and impersonal. You get no compassion from a stone. But Jesus is more than a stone. He's a living stone. Not only do we find stability and security in him, we also find warmth and acceptance. He's approachable. He's compassionate. We can come to him to find strength and security and find warmth and love as well. When you think about it, that's quite an analogy, quite a good picture. Jesus is the living stone. But even more amazing than that is the fact that by coming to him, we can be made into living stones as well. Let's read on. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house for a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Wow. Through our contact with Jesus, we too can become living stones. We can become what Jesus is. We can partake of his nature. We can have the same characteristics. We can be rock solid and yet warm and compassionate. We can stand firm in our convictions and yet be understanding and loving. We can become living stones through our contact with the living stone. But do notice that he doesn't make us into living stones so we can remain individual rocks scattered over the face of the earth. He wants us to be built into a spiritual house. You know, a brick by itself is a pretty useless thing. I couldn't even get the garbage man to haul away the bricks that were left over after my fireplace was built in our home. I had to throw them in the creek to get rid of them. But if a mason cements them together, he can make bricks into something that is not only strong, but beautiful. 
and useful. Each brick becomes very important, but only in relation to the other bricks. And the story is told of a king who visited Sparta and was shocked to find no walls around the city. When he asked about it, he was taken to see the troops. And the king of Sparta said, these are the walls of Sparta. Every man a brick. <laughs> That's what Peter wants us to see here. Christ makes us into living stones in order to build a spiritual house. No, no matter how strong an individual brick is, it's not of much value by itself. It doesn't provide security and stability until it's bonded together with other bricks. And Christians aren't made into living stones to stand alone, but to stand together. If war is declared, a patriotic citizen doesn't pick up his shotgun and march off by himself to fight the enemy. He joins forces with similar patriots. He submits to the leadership of one experienced with such things, and then he fights as an army. Jesus wants us to be his army, his walls of Sparta, his spiritual house, the church. He designed it, and every Christian is to be a part of it. Yet, for some reason, many Christians today feel they don't need to be a part of the church. When asked the religious preference, the big thing now is none. They don't think they need the church. Even if they want to be a part of God's plan. Even if they want a relationship and acknowledge a relationship with Christ. They don't want to be built into a spiritual house. They want to do their own thing. And it's true. They may be able to have some sort of relationship with Jesus apart from his church, but they will never be what he intends them to be apart from the church. He wants us to be a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, offering up spiritual sacrifices Together, He wants us working together, praying together, worshiping together. We're not intended to remain as individual bricks. We're meant to be built up as a spiritual house with Jesus himself as the cornerstone. Continuing. For this is contained in Scripture. Behold, I lay in Zion a choice stone, a precious cornerstone, and he who believes in him shall not be disappointed. This precious value, then, is for you who believe. Jesus is not only the foundation stone of our life, he's the cornerstone of the church. He's the rock upon which it is built. Now, that's not to say that every group that calls itself a church is built upon Christ. Some merely use him like a decorative cornerstone. When we built this building, the last stone 
to be put in place was the cornerstone. And quite frankly, it was just a decorative stone. We had it engraved with a name, the date, a cross, and a quote from Psalm 127. Unless the Lord build a house, they labor in vain who build it. Now, I do like our cornerstone. I should. I designed it. (laughs) But it's not a real cornerstone. If you pulled it out of the building, there would be a hole in the exterior, but the building wouldn't fall apart. Sadly, a lot of churches are like that. You could pull Jesus out of them and nothing much would change. The programs would go on just fine without him. People would gather, sing, teach moral platitudes to each other, and do good works in the name of religion. I pray that's not true of us. I trust that Jesus is more than a decorative cornerstone in Chatham Christian Church. The cornerstone he's intended to be is the foundation stone. The stone upon which the whole building is dependent for its very existence, as well as its shape and stability. And that should be true of our individual lives as well. Is Jesus your cornerstone? Is he your foundation stone? If Jesus were removed from your life, what would happen? What would change? Would there just be a little hole in the exterior? Something missing on Sunday morning? Or would your whole life fall apart? He's the foundation of everything you are and everything you do. Nothing. Nothing would remain the same. The kind of spouse and parent you are would change radically. Your attitude on the job would change from one of service to the Lord to a selfish pursuit for personal gain. The way you spend your time and money would change. Everything would be different. But only if he is actually the cornerstone, the foundation stone of your very existence. You know, one ancient foundation stone found still in a quarry measured 69 feet by 12 feet by 13 feet. Now, you could build quite a temple out of stones like that. And if you pulled out a stone of that size, the whole building would collapse. That's what Jesus wants to be to us, individually, in our lives, and corporately in our church. Everything we do is to be built on him and dependent on him. He is the choice stone, the precious cornerstone. And if we build our life and our church on him, we will not be disappointed. We will stand, and the gates of hell will not prevail against us. But if we don't, he'll become a stumbling stone. But for those who disbelieve, 
the stone which the builders rejected, this became the very cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. For they stumble because they are disobedient to the word and to this doom they were also appointed. You know, the fact that some don't believe Jesus to be the cornerstone doesn't change the fact that he is. It only means he's not the stone upon which they have built their life. Nor is he their capstone. It's interesting that the word translated cornerstone can also be translated capstone. A capstone is the final stone that is put in place at the top of an arch to hold it together when the scaffolding is removed. It's the stone that locks everything together. Jesus is both our cornerstone and our capstone. He's the foundation of our life, and he's what keeps us from falling apart. And just because some have rejected his place of preeminence in their life doesn't mean he ceases to exist. He is still there, lying amidst the rubble of their lives. And he stays there intentionally to become something they will stumble over. Remember, he's a living stone. He could walk away if he wanted to. But he wants us to keep bumping into him. He wants us to stumble over him, if need be. He willingly becomes a stumbling stone, not because he wants to see us fall, but because he wants us to realize we need a better foundation in life. He wants us to notice him again and reconsider his offer to become the cornerstone of our life. If we continue to reject him, however, he will become a rock of offense. We will resent his presence in our life and keep tripping over him until we are eventually condemned by him. We've been given the freedom to build our life on him or to choose not to. But to refuse to do so is to condemn ourselves to a life that will one day fall apart. No matter how hard we work at building it. If our life isn't built on the eternal foundation, it cannot last. So what about you this morning? Are you stumbling over Jesus? Does he just get in the way of what you do? Is he kind of offensive in your life? And you wish he wasn't bugging you all the time? Or are you building your life on him? Are you grounded on him? You know, if you're disobedient to the word, 
you're going to stumble. And if you keep disobeying the word, you're destined to stumble forever into hell itself. The good news, however, is that the stone you may have rejected while building your life is still there. And if you'll recognize your failure and start rebuilding on him, you can still build a life that will last for all eternity. And you can become a choice and precious stone in a spiritual house that offers up acceptable sacrifices to God through Jesus Christ, the living cornerstone that is choice and precious in the sight of God. Our hope is built on nothing less.